0: Hello, and welcome to the Tommy Knocker Tapes. Tommy Knocker Tapes are podcast interviews of Creed Repertory Theater's resident and guest artists, with the main focus being on practical, useful advice for the actor from diverse points of view. In this podcast, I sit down with the executive and artistic director of Creed Repertory Theater, Maurice LeMay. This is Moe's 10th season with Creed Rep, where he has directed at least one play, and his 7th as artistic and executive director. He has overseen the production of over 60 plays for Creed Rep and has worked as an actor or director throughout Colorado. In this podcast, Mo is full of good tips, and among them are tips on auditioning, good reading for actors, and acting fundamentals that even the most seasoned actors would do well to remember. So I'm sitting here at the top of Tommyknocker Tavern with the Artistic Director of Creed Repertory Theatre, Maurice Lemay. And Mo, the first question I always ask everybody is, probably a, a silly one it sounds because we're all in theater so we're assuming that the answer is going to be yes but I guess it's the every time someone answers the initial question it's it's their reasons for why they say it's important that is informative to me and hopefully everyone else who's listening so my question is is theater actually vital no one lives and no one dies from not going to see the theater so someone would, someone could say no theater's not vital um, do you believe that it is vital to the human state to have theater is it that important? It's always hard to answer these questions without sounding like a ass. <laughs> <axe. laughs> um,
1: so, and I'm quite capable of sounding that way. Um, I, you know, I've left the theater and I've done other things, and I've, um, you know, worked as a carpenter before, and I've, you know. I did video editing before, and I think during those times, I don't know that I necessarily was seeing a lot of theater. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whether uh, it's fundamentally important to the survival of the human species, you know, probably not. But when you think about um, everything that, every conversation you have is a story you're telling about yourself Mm -hmm. and about what you believe and what you think is important. And I mean, that's really all we're doing in the theater is, is doing that in a way that's not that conversation. It's actually the, you know, it's like taking the um, life and then boiling it down to its critical essence, mm-hmm. you know? So um, in that sense, that will always be a necessary human process and whether it's, you know, the theater is one, you know, way of doing that. And I think, right. I really think it actually is one of the most, when it's done well, mm-hmm. one of the most effective and profound ways of doing that. Um, but you know, you can say, you know, when it comes down to it, uh, I need to eat. And I need, <laughs> you know, I, when I'm sick, I need healthcare, mm-hmm. and I need all those those things. But I think, especially in in this culture, in this in this time, when we are all of our um, ways of reflecting on our life are are becoming more and more isolated. You know, um, even now we're talking to this little computer thing <laughs> sitting on the table, uh. and um, and it seems like, you know, so many people, you know, they'll go watch their movie or they'll play, you know, the video game, or they'll even watch the movie, you know, not in a theater, but you know, on, a on DVD their player yeah, homes, on a DVD yeah. player, you know. And that, that communal experience, that live experience, that, that, that information that's not translated through some device is a more, um, I think has more resonance and, and, and is a more profound experience with another person mm-hmm. than it is, it, it doesn't matter if it's over the phone, you know, a mm-hmm. phone call is a, is a translated experience. Right. And or even um, you know a video uh, broadcast when you're actually mm-hmm. talking live to some it's still it's still a translated experience and um, and I and I think that live experience is is uh, necessary I think it's necessary to our own spirits to the human spirit to have that interaction with another human being in a communal setting so I think theater regardless of you know there's been these theaters that have closed in the last couple of weeks here in colorado mm-hmm. um theaters have been around for a long time that's always going to happen mm-hmm. um and theaters are going to close and they're going to reopen theater will always be
0: there will always be theater i don't care as long as there's human beings there be <laughs> theater. um So aside from simply being the artistic director, you're actually a director-director as well. You direct the shows, or sometimes shows here. I know you directed this year, um, Diana Dresser's Bad Dates, which won critical awards in Denver. Um, So you've worked with uh, a good range of actors, Um, especially coming from a place where you're working with interns. You get sort of all sorts of ranges of of skill and of of teaching level and, and whatnot. Um, of all the actors that you've worked with, um, what is it that the best actors do, that the ones that you believe are the best actors that you've worked with, what are their specific habits that they do that you believe makes them the best?
1: Well, I think that I think when I was a younger actor, I used to think that there's a couple things that go on there. One is that I used to think that, um, and there's, some, there's a certain amount of truth to this, that it's in in that experience of just being present to another human being which is a a fundamental important thing Uh that an an actor has to do that they don't have to do all the preparatory work in order to to sort of till the ground to be prepared to be present to another actor Uh and the really great actors I know are always intensely prepared Uh you know um, and it's it's kind of the difference between the, the community theater actor and the professional actor is that the professional actor um, does all of the uh, does the homework, mm-hmm. you know, does the research, does the reading, does the um, the supporting kind of work in mm-hmm. terms of uh, context, uh, historical context, or um, it may be a cultural context, class context, whatever it is. And and that is an important part, and then you have to let all that go. <laughs> right. You know, but it's it's the it's that story. Um, s- some actors work only on content, mm-hmm. some work only on context, mm-hmm. and you have to have both those things together. Right. You know, and um, and the really great actors
0: are capable of of, of doing both their jobs. You know. So um, what is something that you wish that. Um, more of us everyday common actors. <laughs> what is it? What is one thing that you wish you could see more of? Well, for instance, this season's a really tricky season. The mm-hmm. first three
1: shows out of the gate have all sorts of actor uh, landmines and booby traps. I think mm-hmm. um, you know the first show is this big kind of broad comedy, mm-hmm. and um, it's real easy, I think, to to uh, get the cheap laugh mm-hmm. uh, in sacrifice of telling the story the through line mm-hmm. of the actor um, in the second play that you're in mm-hmm. um, to fool the eye there's this whole world of artifice that's been created and so you know it's it's easy to to play style mm-hmm. over over content right. uh, in yourine town it's real easy to get. Um, there's all sorts of traps yeah (laughs) where the you know the the funny joke or whatever actually undermines the larger story that you're telling yeah and so each of these the responsibility Mm -hmm. i think of the actor is to figure out the i mean this is just fundamentally what i believe if you if you talk to most of the casting directors and directors I mean, it's just this is basic, but it's just amazing how many actors don't know it. Mm-hmm. Is what do you want? What am I trying to get? Mm-hmm. You know, it's that intention stuff. Yeah. And if, if actors aren't doing that basic thing, then you're just lost, especially lost in in some of these uh, pieces where um, you can play, you can get the joke and you get can get the laugh, but it undermines the what what is it that yeah. I want? You know, for instance. You know, in uh, leading ladies, if you, if you're one of the actors who's trying to get the girl, you know, but you have to dress up in these funny, you know, as a as a lady right. to get the girl, mm-hmm. it's easy to make to get the cheap laugh mm-hmm. that undermines your 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 actual through line of getting the girl, right? You know, and I think that's um, that's that's where you distinguish the really really fine actors from the from the average actors and um, and I think you know our company is doing a good job of doing of playing the story you know I think we do a pretty good job of that but I think there's you can always an actress can if you're playing a human being mm-hmm. you know if you're playing a human being and you're just playing the waiter that comes on I and mean, you have that that moment in, in To Fool the Eye. And you know, what's what's all of the why is that important to this person at this time? Right, right. You know, and I used to have a Archie Smith, wonderful actor who um, was at the Denver Center Theater Company, he played on Broadway when he was a young man, studied with Michael Chekhov. And mm-hmm. he was a his thing was that every moment on stage is life or death and really when you when you get down to it uh, even in something as silly as leading ladies mm-hmm. you know the playwright does give them you know these actors that you know the moment where they say you know, what i really want more than anything else in the whole world is just to have a family and to have a normal life right and then you think well what happens if I don't get those things mm-hmm. you know and so you, you, you kind of you you want to play the positive playing the you know what is what is the dream ending right of what I get but what is the consequence if I don't get it so that the stakes are raised high right enough, right you know that it really is fundamentally a life or death and farce you actually you really have to do that mm-hmm. you know and the more the further you you go out there in terms of making that that choice making mistakes
0: really high you know the more compelling it is so you speak um, from experience having been an actor yourself um when you started you're and now you're not the third person in a row who's gone from actor to director that i've spoken to um so i'm wondering do you think that in order to be a director one should be an actor first well
1: i know some really good good directors who have never acted before. Mm. Um, I have a prejudice for um, directors who have acted from an acting standpoint. You know, when I was an actor and I was being directed by people who had actually acted before, it it seemed like they sort of had an empathy for the actor journey because mm. it's it's terrifying to be an actor, <laughs> you know. And I and I have uh, a profound empathy for that. You know, one of the things that that uh, Bill Ball says in his Sense of Direction book that I really love is that, you know, if you really put on the shoes of another human being, and you really want what what it is they want, and you don't make any judgment about what it is that they want, which is another mm-hmm. aspect of being an actor, right. um, that you're going to suffer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're going to suffer, and actors don't like any person they don't want to suffer mm-hmm. um, but having some empathy as a director for that suffering but also pushing them mm-hmm. pushing an actor into that place is kind of the job of in my mind the kind of job of the director there's so many different ways of going about this though so there's right. no you know I know uh, a profound experience for me was doing mask work when I was an actor mm-hmm. and seeing actors who I didn't think were actually that good put on this mask and then go through a process of discovery of a character from the external mm-hmm. to the internal mm-hmm. in a profound way, mm-hmm. you know, so I know it can work, you, you know, great directors. directing can be done just by great staging, Right. you know, and then actors are left to do that that internal work themselves, but...
0: When you're working with actors in rehearsal, how how would your ideal how would your ideal process go? How um how does the interaction between as you director and the actors? How does that work?
1: Well, for me, it's it's, you know, fundamentally a a question of and I spend I try to spend a lot of time over it's rough here, you know, mm-hmm. and of summer rep kind of situation because yeah, I mean, you know you're just cranking out shows yeah we've got leading ladies
0: bad dates year in in rehearsal to fool the eyes in tech leading a lullaby bays in rehearsal right yeah. so
1: there's never enough time and I suppose that's always, just always the way things are unless you're you know you're working in the Russian theater you know in the 30s <laughs> yeah. or something but um, so we're always messed up with time but I like to spend a lot of time around the table because mm. I, lo- I like to figure out the why's of things you know why why is somebody doing something to particular way? why are they what are they trying to do what are they trying to get at? you know what is You know, what's my motivation you know what's, <laughs> what's what's the intention what are they what do they want you know what are they trying to get and then after that I feel like the you know it's much easier to stage something because you know what people are trying to do right you know so that seems to fall in place a lot easier than if you haven't done that work. Um, you know, other people work differently and they like to get right on their feet and they like to right. mess around. And I've had experiences where, I, where I, you know, I have done it that way. It kind of depends on the piece. You know? mm-hmm. So it's a, you know, I don't like to, um, and sometimes it's frustrating for design teams and because um, I don't, I like to wait as long (laughs) as possible to make decisions about things Mm -hmm. you know and i love it i you know i want actors to be able to inform what a costume you know what is they're going to wear you know and um so i i do like an organic kind of process of Mm -hmm. discovery a collaborative process of discovery and so i don't like to have things too mapped out you Mm -hmm. know to start with i don't i don't think when I've gone and it's it's sort of fed sort of try to um, make an actor do what I wanted you Mm -hmm. know because I had a particular idea about what a character was or something it ended up frequently um, damaging that actor's ability to really live fully through that character
0: So. so I've been in your office a couple of times and I've seen your bookshelves. What are some things that you would suggest we read? What what book should I go get on theater?
1: Well, uh, my my favorite book is just for me the, the the sort of bible of a of a philosophy is that sense of direction book uh-huh. um, by Bill Ball. Um, it's it, it has the golden key of acting as one of the chapters in it, uh-huh. and I think it is the it's the most illuminating. Um, 20 pages about acting anywhere um, and it's you know it's, it's it's talking about action and verbs and, mm-hmm. you know what do you want like this stuff um, but it but I think it's just real clear it's real concise it really it really helps actors work through their you know their partner mm-hmm. um, and and the you know for me that's just the Difference between whether someone's acting or not. You know, mm-hmm. if I go see a show, and if someone's not engaged in that, that work, then for me, it's just no good. Right. Um, so that's the best book on on that, as work. far as I'm concerned. How about
0: uh, How about directors out there looking for looking for good work?
1: Well, yeah. I, I there's so many different ways to get. You know, some of those book like directors on directing. and like, I think they come out with a new volume of that. You know, every, <laughs> every day, every <laughs> ten years or something like that it's good because it just gives you so many different perspectives about what mm-hmm. it is that you know is, a, is important a sense of direction book i think is is good for both actors it's really a directing book mm-hmm. but it's a, you know it's good for both actors and directors okay. um, there are other more uh, kind of you know technical kinds of books i think all those books i read this uh uh piece in american theater but i think it's by uh, jerry friedman um, and he was reviewing acting books Mm-hmm. you know and he was like there's a lot of great acting books out there and um, he's. but he was like why do so many people want to be actors I don't understand <laughs> <laughs> because there's no word for it right <coughs> which is a problem <laughs> uh, but I think there's a lot of good ones and everybody's got their own take at getting to what is fundamentally um, I think just authenticity you mm-hmm. know is Do I believe that person up there, you know? Um, Are they a believable believable human being, Mm -hmm. you know? And uh, there's a lot of different ways of getting at that. And probably all those, there's, you know, different techniques probably all have their own particular kind of value. So
0: this is a very nebulous answer. (laughs) Um, As an artistic director, back to playing that, put that hat on for a second. And tell me, aside from what makes good actors, or what may, you know, a good rehearsal process might be, um, do you run a company? So what, what qualities of human beings um, make for good company members? Because we can have phenomenal actors here at Creed, and everyone could be an asshole and no one can get along. Um, so what makes for not only a good acting company, but also a good company company?
1: well there's there's some intangibles like the fact that you know at least in creed we're in this kind of magnificent setting and um and i don't think you can really quite quantify that um, because it's it's a really you know my experiences here when i was just as uh, just working as an actor or a director just that sort of communal experience in this incredible place is really bonding and powerful Mm-hmm. Um, as as far as other kinds of qualities, you know, people that are that are returning year after year, it feels like those people are people that that are willing to kind of go, are go willing to work harder, or willing to pitch in doing other things, are mm-hmm. people that are are um, you know have kind of a, uh, uh, I would say just a positive outlook. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's not. To say that we can't all get a little um, tired, and tired, and, and, <laughs> and frustrated with each other, um, and that's just part of the working process. But that fundamentally, that they're people that you want to work with. Right. I mean, every every director, casting director, there are so many actors. If you're if you're a person that's a pain in the ass, mm-hmm. especially if you're younger, you're gonna have a hard time right. working right. You now because there's there's of So many actors that are both talented and fun to work with. Mm-hmm. You know that you're going to work with the talented, <laughs> fun to work with people. Right, right. You know it's pretty simple.
0: So you actually, uh, I don't think we want to imagine how many people you run around auditioning uh, every year before each season. Um, what, as casting director, Mo? Uh, what are some of the things? Just remind me, for my sake. This is all for me. Um, <laughs> about what makes a sharp audition. What are what are some what are the what are like a couple of things that I can remember that are most important to you when you're watching that make for good auditions?
1: Well, when you go to those cat every actor should have to go to these cattle call auditions because they're so informative. I wish I had done it when I was a um, when I was a young younger actor. Um, what you see mostly is two things. One people one is that people are trying so damn hard mm-hmm. that you. It's sort of like every person comes on and then honks the horn as loud as their little instrument can possibly honk. Right. You know, uh, so sort of just tonally, all you see, you know, after hour after hour after hour of audition, is people just trying to impress you so much mm-hmm. and trying so hard that it, it 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 tends to kind of make you wanna. Uh, <laughs> go insane Uh uh-huh so there's a couple uh, particular things that I'm listening for Mm -hmm. one is a purely technical thing which is that you know if you if you go to that sense of direction stuff and you look at that intention thing Mm
0: -hmm.
1: is someone playing an intention and are they trying two or three different ways of getting what it is that they want Mm -hmm. okay and what that translates into is this is an old Argy Smith thing: uh, change of thought, change of tone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That tonally, your when you, I'm trying to get something from you, your your voice tonally changes mm-hmm. uh, when you're really trying to trying a different tactic of getting what you want. Right. So frequently, you just hear something. You know, you just hear people pitched all the way through at the same, you know, trying to get what they want, you know, it's all pitched all right. exactly at the same place. Right. You know, so that, if, if I hear just the tonal thing, that's like one just like a technical thing where I go, well, that, that person probably has an idea about what they're doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so that that's most helpful. I'm also just looking for a, a dang human being up there, mm-hmm. you know, instead of, a you know, a, uh, what you frequently see in these in auditions is sort of like a stand-up routine. Yeah. You know, um, they're telling a couple jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they their jokes through a comic monologue or something like right, that. Right. Um, I think it's important to stay within your within your type at an audition. Uh-huh. You know, so frequently I think we...
0: So I had to pocket my King Lear monologue for a while. Yeah, okay. for a while. <laughs> but, you know, that's what I did, you know, is I
1: was like, I wanted to show what incredible range i had as an actor of course yeah. you know instead of i just want to see michael bachard you know who's a 20 something year old guy uh-huh. you know dealing with 20 something year old issues uh-huh. and problems and 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 uh, you know conundrums <laughs> i don't want to see michael bachard playing a 45 year old twice married uh-huh. you know divorcee kind of person you know? right right and 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 so, you know, frequently people are trying so hard to show what a range that they have that they um, get way outside of the box of what they would normally be cast as. It's hard to it's hard to kind of contain yourself just to who right. to who you are, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but the professional companies aren't looking for Michael Bouchard to play King
0: Lear. Right, you know, right. That's a wide Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when you're not doing... Um <laughs> Running this entire company um, what do you do in your subatomic amount of free time uh, that you believe bolsters you and gets in prepares you and refreshes you to get back in to the fray? Uh, take a walk hmm?
1: I literally I mean I, I, I um, uh, when I go take a walk you know, through the countryside around here, that's when the, the brilliant idea strikes, you uh-huh. know. Um, when I'm working on a play, sometimes it's not the rehearsal process itself that illuminates the what needs to occur. It's the time walking, taking a walk. I mean, literally is. And it's, you know, um, uh, it's, it's when the kind of muse strikes mm-hmm. is sometimes when you're not thinking about the thing itself, you know. And giving and having the space to do that, you know, where you actually have some time when you're not involved in right. you know, administering the theater. So mm-hmm. so that for me that's actually a really important thing. I think mm-hmm. all all actors or artists have to find that sort of space to themselves during the, the working process to 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 allow the the spirit to kind of inform them mm-hmm. i really do i think that's an important part uh the other thing i, I think uh, you know if you're a director or an actor i just think reading is a uh, you know you should know what's going on in the world right you should be keeping up you should read novels and you should read you should read everything get your hands on it mm-hmm. I, mean, I just think reading is a, an important part of understanding the human condition that's what we're <laughs> the best point, you know, there's just you know I there's so much to read I can't you know I can't imagine ever so many great books out I've read so many good books in the last you know few months that are just so capture so many different aspects of different human experiences and, uh, so I think those two things are things that are outside of what I do mm-hmm. that
0: that actually. Life issues also. <laughs> so I'll end with uh, a question that I think you have sort of already hinted in answering in the very first question I asked, uh, and it is, but I but for you in specific, I'm going to change it up a little. Usually I'll ask where do you think American theater is going, um, but since you're the artistic director of Creed Repertory Theater, I want to put you on a hot seat and ask where do you think Creed Repertory Theater is going.
1: Well. It depends on the day that you <laughs> where I think it's going. You know, I was uh, uh, so excited last year because I, I really felt like we were um, pushing a very grand idea for the theater um, forward, and I still believe that that can happen. It just may not happen quite in the uh, time frame that I ultimately first thought it might happen. Um, you know, which is. Uh, really a a company that is performing a nice uh, two separate nice facilities with a very strong education component Mm -hmm. and actually a a film component as Mm -hmm. well right Um, and I still hope that will happen we have a you know just a this is not unique to us Mm -hmm. um, but we have a fundamental challenge of um, are there the resources in a middle of the no middle of nowhere kind of place mm-hmm. to support that that happening, you know, and and I think there is, but we have to make sure that, that our our dream is big enough actually mm-hmm. to get broader support, you know, right. from outside of just you know this region actually we have to our dream has to be huge you know um and Crete is already uh, a town that in, is really in many ways arts are the driving economic and i would not only say the economic but the um let's say like kind of the heart and soul of what the way we think about creed it's mm-hmm. the arts that are driving that the theater is kind of out in front of the pack but you know the visual artists the, yeah tons the of the painters incredible music musicians that are around this town mm-hmm. um, writers i mean um, just the whole gamut is is here in creed and i really feel like this could be a Uh, a town that's really just a gathering place, an oasis, a place for people to come out of that you know, their urban setting Mm -hmm. to recharge and rejuvenate and and, um, re-experience what it's like just to have all that (laughs) (laughs) portion of the rest of our culture Mm -hmm. left behind you know and um, I don't think there's anything greater than you know sitting around with a bunch of artists, whether it's, you know, by a stream site or in the bar or whatever it is, um, trying to work out some project's problems, you know? Uh It's a a great, great thing. And this is a great location for that to happen. So I actually feel really optimistic about it. Mm -hmm. I just don't, um, I'm not sure that it will happen quite as overnight as I'm, it may, Mm Um, but uh, it may take a little bit longer than than that would would be exactly
0: what I wanted. Well, Mo, thank you very much. This is a great project. I'm glad you're doing it. And I'd like to thank all of you for listening. And if you'd like to find out more about Creed Repertory Theater, you can visit us on the web at www.creedrep.org.